I was speaking recently to the family of a man who was very ill. <clears throat> the man didn't want to know he was dying, didn't want to speak about it, didn't want to face up to it. And <clears throat> his family said to me, he doesn't want to go there. He doesn't want to go there. Meaning, of course, that he didn't want to think about it. He didn't want to speak about it. But you can't avoid death by not thinking about it or talking about it. You and I may not want to go there, but the truth is, sooner or later, every one of us will have to go there, whether we like it or not. The shadow of death hangs heavily over the world this Easter time, doesn't it? The pandemic continues to wreak havoc in many countries across the world. There are deadly conflicts in places like Yemen and Myanmar and Mozambique, to name but a few. But the truth is, of course, that the shadow of death hangs over the whole of humanity all of the time. Uh, coronavirus has simply brought that stark truth a bit closer to home, uncomfortably close to home at times. For we are all mortal. We are all destined to die one day. And after that, according to the Bible, according to the word of God, to face God and the judgment of God. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. The question is, do we try and ignore the reality of death? Uh, the French poet and filmmaker Jean Cocteau once said that everything one achieves in life, even love, occurs in an express train racing toward death. Everything one achieves in life, even love, occurs in an express train racing toward death. Well, what was Jean Cocteau's response? His response was to smoke opium, to smoke heroin. And he said this, to smoke opium is to get out of the train while it is still moving. Well, I don't think that's dealing with the reality of death, is it? That's avoiding it. That's looking for temporary respite and comfort in smoking opium or smoking heroin. Of course, it was Karl Marx who famously described religion as the opium of the people. Is that what we are doing today? Are we simply looking for temporary respite, a kind of false comfort from the harsh realities of life and death by smoking the opium of Christianity? Well, I suppose critics of Christianity would say yes, but those who witnessed events in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago would say no. They would give a resounding no. Because the good news of the gospel the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died and rose again. And that he died and rose again to set free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. And we see from our passage that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came as one of us. Verse 14, sharing in our humanity taking on human flesh and blood. And Jesus died as one of us with fragile flesh that hurt, that bruised, that bled, just like ours. 
Jesus had a human heart that stopped beating and human lungs that stopped breathing when he committed his spirit into his father's hands and gave up his life for us. Jesus was fully human in every way. Verse 17. He was made like us to represent us, to be our merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. And what was the heart of Jesus' priestly service? Well, the heart of Jesus' priestly service was when he offered himself, when he offered his sinless self for our sinful selves to make atonement for our sins, the sins of the people, end of verse 17. That word atonement can be translated propitiation. And I know some of the teenagers in Hick Youth have come across that word. They've been going through John Piper's book, 50 Reasons Why Jesus Came to Die. It's a big word. Uh, we don't use it very often in everyday conversation, but it's a biblical word, propitiation. Some people say you know, it's a big word with five syllables, but electricity has got five syllables. Communication, antibiotic, and we cope with these words. Okay, we use them a lot more often than we do the word propitiation. But simply the word propitiation means to turn away God's wrath. When did that happen? It happened when God himself in Jesus Christ took our sins upon himself. When God himself in Jesus Christ turned his own wrath, as it were, upon himself taking upon himself the judgment that we deserve as a propitiation for our sins. Uh, just the other day, in fact just yesterday, it was a beautiful day here in the Highlands yesterday, and going down the A9 you could see little columns of smoke going up from the mountains and the, the, the moors around the road. And this time of year, uh, this is what's known here in Scotland as the muir burn, the muir burn where dead heather and dead grass is burned away to encourage fresh growth and new shoots of heather to come, which the, the, young, grouse, the young grouse like to feed on. Now, these muir burns are, the vast majority of the time, they are controlled fires. But very, very occasionally, sometimes the fire can get out of control. And if you find yourselves in a situation where you're out on the hill and there's a fire out of control, or we've seen even worse pictures from Australia and from California where there's devastating forest fires. Where is the safe place to stand? The safe place to stand is where the fire has already burned. Because fire cannot burn twice. In the same way, judgment cannot fall twice. And the only safe place for sinners to stand is in the place, in the one on whom that judgment has already fallen, in Christ on the cross. God in Jesus Christ was propitiating his own wrath for us, even as Christ took our sins upon himself so that we might go free. That is at the heart of Jesus' faithful and merciful priestly work for us and what has happened because of that by so doing Jesus has drawn the sting of death for us the Bible talks about the the sting of death 
How has Jesus drawn the sting of death? Well, he has removed it because it is sin that gives death its sting. It is sin. The death of the sting of death is sin. It is sin, you see, that turns death into a doorway to judgment and hell. But sin that Jesus has died for, sin that we have confessed, sin that we have repented of, sin that we have brought to the cross, recognizing our great need and God's greater mercy, that sin has been dealt with, done away with. So that death is now like a bee or a wasp with no sting. Oh yes, it will still land on us. It is still there, but it cannot hurt us. And if we die in Christ, then death now becomes a doorway to heaven. Because if for us to live is Christ, then to die is gain. But Jesus did more than remove the sting of death by taking away our sins. Jesus did more than remove the sting of death. Jesus has removed the fear of death by breaking the power of the devil. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 talks about the devil holding the power of death. You think, well, doesn't God hold power over life and death? Doesn't God determine the, the length of our days? Well, yes, he does. Psalm 139 verse 16 says that all the days ordained for me, for you and for me, were written in God's book before one of them came to be. Yes, the devil is a creature under God's control in life and in death. But the devil, as Jesus said, the devil has been a murderer from the beginning. John chapter 8 verse 44. And the devil tempts us, doesn't he, and encourages us and incites us to sin, sin that leads to death. So in this way, the devil has the power of death. But look what Jesus has done. Jesus has entered the dragon's lair and smashed the dragon's most powerful weapon. He has, he has killed the monster called death. How did he do it? Well, it's as if the monster... It's as if Jesus has been swallowed up by the monster called death and then exploded the monster from the inside by his resurrection. Swallowed up by death and then pfft, destroying death by his resurrection. And you see, by doing so, Jesus has been declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Romans 1 verse 4. Oh, we are used to lockdown, aren't we? But nothing and no one, no power in heaven or on earth could keep Jesus locked down at Easter. What did the angels say to the woman? He is not here. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ today, rejoice. Rejoice that our sins have been atoned for. Rejoice that God's wrath has been propitiated. That Satan has been conquered. That death has been defeated. That the tomb is empty. Christ is risen from the dead. And that changes everything. 
It changed everything for those holy people living in Jerusalem. You remember Finley read from us in Matthew 27, 52 and 53. Risen from the dead. Resurrected. As an early sample or foretaste of what lies ahead for all of us in Christ. You know, sometimes the supermarkets, they have a, a sampling um, Maybe not so much these days in coronavirus, but they would sometimes have a selection of chocolates or cheese or something that you can you can take a little bit. Uh, and what you taste in that sample is just a, a taste of the fuller, bigger product that they want you, of course, to buy. And the resurrection of those many people, it says many people. And many people saw them in Jerusalem when they went into Jerusalem after Jesus' resurrection. That is, that is simply a, a sample of what is ahead for all who believe in Christ. Christ is risen from the dead. And that changes everything for those who put their faith in Christ and Christ alone. It changes everything for those who don't want to go there. Who don't want to face death because Christians can now go there safely. Through faith in Christ. If your faith is in Jesus Christ this Easter morning, you are like the thread securely attached to the needle. Christ the needle has passed through the thick blanket of death and so will the thread that is attached to him. We sang in one of the hymns, So are we now where Christ has led, following our exalted head, made like him, like him we rise. Ours, the cross, the grave, the skies. What does that last line say? Ours, the cross, the grave, the skies. How does the journey begin if we are to pass through death beyond the grave to be with Christ? Well, the journey begins at the cross of Christ. It is cross grave skies. And the cross is like the distribution center. We're used to distribution centers today giving out the, the vaccine that, to protect us from coronavirus. And the vaccine of the gospel gives us immunity in the face of death. And the distribution center is the cross of Christ. There is no charge. It is free. There are no queues. You don't need to book an appointment. And if you come to Christ at the cross and receive from him the grace of God and the gospel, confessing your sins, asking him for forgiveness, then like just, just like so many people say that they leave after getting the COVID vaccine with a sense of relief and even joy, so you will leave the cross of Christ with a spring in your step and with joy in your heart. There is no need to fear death or indeed the judgment to come when our hand is in the hand of the one who has made full atonement for our sins. There is no need to fear death when our hand is in the hand of the one who is the risen conquering son. There is no need to fear death when our hand is in the hand of the one who is the resurrection and the life. More powerful than the devil and death itself, more powerful than any earthly medicine or vaccine is the Son of God who is God the Son. The one who believes in me, says Jesus, will live even though they die. 
Do you believe this? Do you believe this? The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And if we do believe this, as Cyprian of Carthage said many years ago, we will receive what we believe. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you that death has died in the death of Christ. We thank you, Father, that Satan has been conquered. We thank you that our sins have been atoned for, that your wrath has been propitiated, that Christ himself has taken upon himself all that we have deserved for our sins, that we might go free and be set free from the fear of death itself. Help us by faith to put our hands in the hand of the one who is the resurrection and the life. Help us to believe and by so believing in Christ to live even though we die. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.